You heard it. Okay. Excuse me. So, I don't want to inherit the devil's grasp, which I did in, in my human nature. But in my new nature, I have the mind of Christ. And that mind allows me to go low. And as I learn to do it, I get closer to Jesus. I identify with Jesus. And there's nothing more wonderful than fellowshipping with him. And as a part of that, fellowshipping with him and his suffering. I, I thank Pear. In fact, I told him this morning. I emailed him. And I said, Pear, I'm preaching your message this morning because I heard you share that. And that's the way I want to live. I want to clean up things that other people don't want to clean up. That's my, that's, that's my desire to have a reputation. I want a reputation for cleaning up messes. Because Jesus, that's where he went. He went to the rejects. He went to the garbage dumps. He went to the people no one else was concerned about. That's what he did. He went low. And it describes it in this powerful hymn. It's like a hymn. It's got uh, two stanza to it. And you can see the structure of it. <coughs> he wasn't grasping, but he made himself nothing. In other words, reputation wasn't the big thing. I'll tell you, when your kids... Reputation feels really important because you want to be liked, right? You don't want to be, you, you want to you be known for something. You want to be known for good grades or for athletics or, or you're, you're pretty good looking or you, you can do something that someone else can't do. You've got some craft. And so it's hard. It can be hard on identity. But if our reputation is found in God, our identity, then we can be a servant. Bob did a, a wonderful sermon on this about a month and a half ago, that if your identity is in place, then you can serve. You can be a servant if you know you're a son. And when I say son, I use son as the Bible uses it. Women, if we can be a bride, you can be a son, right? So. That's the Bible uses, we're called to sonship. And that means that we're in the family. We have an identity in God. So you kids, your most important identity is not as an athlete, not as a star, not as a student, but as a Christian. And I read something, I, I don't get on Facebook. Yesterday, I, I, this is what I read. Here was a Chinese young man who was being persecuted because he was a Christian, he believed in God. And this army general wanted to mock him in front of the others. And he did not know how to drive. And he gave him the keys and he said, you go drive that car and park it and we're gonna watch you. He went over, he started it up and he drove it and he parked it. All the soldiers were crying. You know why? because there was no engine in that car. And he told him to do something that was impossible. There was no engine, but he believed in God, and he drove the car, and they were crying because they, they wanted to know the God that could do in the impossible. See, that's, if you have that kind of reputation, I believe in a God who does impossible things. So Jesus, he knew who he was. Why did he wash the feet of the disciples? I'll tell you why. It says, 
Jesus, knowing that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and that he was returning to God, knowing that, he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped himself around a waist, poured water in a basin, and washed their feet. Why did he wash their feet? He knew who he was. See, if you know who you are, you can clean a bathroom. You can clean up after somebody else. It's not demeaning. People can say, I deserve better in this if they're entitled to something better. Are you entitled to something better? I'm not. I love what Gary says when I say, how are you doing? He said, better than I deserve. <laughs> That's a great answer. I'm going to use that now from now on. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot better than I deserve. What do I deserve? I deserve to be separated from God. What do I have? I'm a son. I'm in the family. I've got the wealth of eternity. I've got bliss waiting for me just on the other side of death. I've got it all. So I don't need to be grasping for anything. I don't need it. I'm getting it all. It's all being poured on me now just like the prodigal. I don't need it. I don't need it to impress you or someone else so I can pick up papers. I can clean public bathroom. I can be in a school and pick up some papers and have other people, kids yell at me and say, hey, what kind of gork are you? What are you doing? Are you trying to impress somebody? Are you Are trying to impress their principal? Actually, I'm trying to impress God. He's the one I'm, I'm really accountable to. So when Jesus talked about leadership, leaders are over other people, right? Isn't that, the, isn't that the norm? They're over. They have responsibility, so they're over. That's the norm. And Jesus said, that's the norm among the Gentiles. But then he said, that won't be the way among you. That isn't the way you're going to do it. If you want to be a leader, become the last. If you want to be a leader, serve. Get down below other people and serve. So that's the example of leadership. So when I people see people serving like what you guys did last week, I say that's remarkable. Outdo one another, the Bible says, in showing honor, in honoring other people, in going low and serving. That's the example. The example is not coming up and preaching and being in front of you and showing that we can do these things. That's good too. I appreciate that when people do it. Like Bob, I love the way Bob led this morning. He, it was wonderful. It was very refreshing, very satisfying. So that's important, all of these things. But ultimately, we do what Jesus did, and he went low, so we go low. That's what it means to be a leader. It means to serve other people. So <clears throat> it says that he went from a king to a, literally, a doulos. What's a doulos? A slave. It's translated servant. It could uh, just as accurately be translated taking the form of a slave. Do slaves have rights? No, they didn't have rights in those days. Did they have responsibilities? That's all they had. <laughs> That's all they had. They just did things with other people. They were owned, literally owned by other people. That's what he went for. He left this, and he went for that. Was he entitled to more? Well, he could have been, but he didn't feel that it needed. He didn't need it. He already know, he knew he was loved. So he didn't have to, uh, have, to ha have something more because even as a man, he knew. He looked forward to being back with the Father because he loved him so much. 
He loved being in his presence. So he says, now I'm coming to you, he says in John 17. He, I'm coming back. You look forward to it. So I want to I I serve like he served. I want to lead like he led. I want to humble myself. He humbled himself to the extreme and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So he went lower than anybody else could go. No, no Roman was going to be executed on a cross. It had to be someone who was an insurrectionist, someone who, who did something really bad, and they did it publicly to say to other people, this is what you get if you do what they did. And so Jesus died as a curse. That's how low he went. When he left this, he got the lowest of the low. He was a cursed wretch, forsaken by everybody, including his father. Therefore, I was told when you come to a therefore, you ask what it's there for. Because it's there for a reason. Why is it there for? Because what we just read. Because he went so low. Now here's the father just lifting him up. Was it worth it? Was it worth it, Jesus? Was it worth it, Lamb of God? Was it worth it, Son of God, to, 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 to go to the depths? Lord Jesus, we praise you because you went so low. We praise you now. And we put you in the highest place. It, it says he got two things. He got a the highest position, and he got the highest name. Do you know what they said about Caesar? They said, Caesar es curios. Caesar is Lord. Caesar es curios. It took the Holy Spirit for them to be insurrectionists and treason and say, Jesus es curios. Jesus is Lord. But that's what Jesus gets from us. We say, Jesus is Lord. Lord is the word for the creator, the, the I am, the one who always was and always will be, kurios. That's the Lord, and that's what we say. We give him the highest place because he took the lowest. We praise him. I close with something, that this incredible testimony. We have friends that, uh, he actually grew up in Germany and he, uh, he sent this with his prayer letter. The name of it is Nuremberg, no November 1945. Gott, Simir Sunder God have mercy on me, a sinner. A German Lutheran military chaplain for the United States was God's chosen instrument of grace in the midst of a drama of impending judgment. His report is stunning. I read these accounts for the first time in my life. He's a German. And I wanted to share with you some of the most astonishing quotes. You may recognize some of the names. The first one to open up to the gospel was Fritz Saukel as German Reichstadthalter, governor. He was responsible for the deportation of more than five million people. He prayed in his cell, God, Zimir Zunder Genotik, God have mercy on me, a sinner. He begged his wife to raise their ten children in the Christian faith. 
other men who asked for help and counsel. This was this Lutheran military chaplain who was leading them to Christ. Uh, was Fr Hans Fritschie, a leading figure in the propaganda office, Albert Speer, Secretary of Defense and War Production. <coughs> uh, von Rippentrop, I remember hearing that name. Von Rippentrop also read in the Bible for several hours every day. I heard him ask his wife to raise their children in the fear of the Lord. This is before they went to the gallows. The first to go to the gallows was this man. Before he left his cell, he said, I trust in the blood of the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. Now, there were others that didn't respond this way. There were men like Yodel, Hai, and Gorig who said things like, dead is dead with no remorse or fear of God. Worse, there was Robert Ley, head of the German Arbeitsfront, who in his youth had been a member of the YMCA. About Christ, he now said, don't need him. I don't need a lamb of God before whom I would need to slide around on my knees and whimper for grace. Those Christians may do that if they please, that timid, unmanly bunch. I stand upright before my God. If I've done anything wrong, I will straighten it out myself. I don't need to be clothed in some righteousness. He hanged himself before they had a chance to deal with him. And so we got two different groups here. One who's saying, I trust in the blood of Jesus Christ. And kneeling, it says they knelt and surrendered these, these Germans who were uh, about to die. And then there were those who didn't need the blood of Christ. These, both groups, will kneel and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. You and I get to do it now in absolute surrender, I like the way we started, surrendering ourselves. We surrender to, to the Lord Jesus, who is the highest of the highest because he went to the lowest place. And we give in, we say, there's nothing beneath me. Do I deserve more than this? No, I don't. And so I will go low, I will go low. Lord Jesus, we praise you today. We praise your willingness to descend to very hell itself because you were not grasping for more. You accepted what the Father had for you. No one took your life. You gave up your life, Lord Jesus. And now the Father has exalted you and it, it is our joy, it is our joy to acknowledge you. It says every knee shall bow. You can ask us to go ahead and, and just kneel for a moment and thinking now, this is in preparation for the day when we will do it in heaven, because it says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And so we, we kneel now and you just say it, say it however you want to say it, that you, you confess that Jesus is your Lord, that you belong to him, that, that he has right over your life and that you're, you're not going to make a big deal out of your rights, but you're going to make a big deal out of your responsibility. That you are surrendering afresh to his authority over your life. And you look forward to that day when, when we, will, we will be standing before the Lamb and before the Father. And we will all kneel and we will acknowledge.
Jesus Christ is Lord. Each day in this position, momentarily, does any others have any any words or any prayers? That, that seeds are planted, that atmospheres change when you step out in faith and release things. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs>